a million years ago, you know, it's like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm in a bad situation. I'm not going to poop right now. Like mm. I need to go. There's yeah. danger. But yeah. now the danger is not, we're not being chased. You know, it's stress <laughs> at work. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to season six of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, where it's okay to be uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Melissa. And today we're talking constipation, bloating, and IBS. With us on today's show is certified gut and health coach, Athena Zuzunis. Welcome to the show, Athena. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. Hello. So happy to be here. Yes, we are happy to get into this topic. But before we do so, we always open our episodes with sharing a little bit of an uncomfortable moment that Mm -hmm. we've experienced recently. And since we have a guest, why don't you open with what your uncomfortable moment has been recently? Sure. So I um, have a new full-time job. I've been there about a month and a half. Congrats. Thank you. Um, I work at Jenny Craig, so I'm a health coach and weight loss coach there. And recently, a few weeks ago, uh, the whole office got COVID. (laughs) So I, (laughs) I was kind of thrown in and had to work alone for several days and open and close by myself and take on all the clients. Um, and it was fine, but, you know, it was a little nerve-wracking. Right. Definitely uncomfortable. Yeah, I can't imagine my entire office getting COVID. That's kind of crazy. It was wild, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you're staying healthy. Thank and you. And COVID-free. Okay, well, for us, we were just out and about in the city, and we witnessed a car in front of us straight up just litter yeah throw not just one piece of trash yeah. but three pieces of trash out of their window we were appalled the first trash it was like a receipt or whatever and we were already like stop what are you doing and then they threw something bigger out the window and then they finally threw this like pretzel chip bag out the window yeah i like honked at them and i could see the guy like looking behind to be like why are you why? honking and i was like stop littering <laughs> like literally stop and then their car wow. license plate was beverly hills and i was like stop you're visiting this area and also why like why do you what is happening right now that you need to throw trash out who still litters like that that's something from i want to say like the 50s Ah. or something (laughs) who does that casually throwing throwing cigarette butts cigarette butts out the window like straight up trash not that it would be okay but it would make more sense to me if it was a cigarette butt but no just literally chip bag no we're not tolerating cigarette butts either (laughs) i'm not tolerating it it just would make a little more sense yeah that's ridiculous yeah Mm -hmm. so definitely made us uncomfortable more more so angry yeah (laughs) very angry but yeah i guess we we did our part by honking at them (laughs) making them aware (laughs) their mistake so if you're listening don't let her please it drives us literally so insane and it's just so sad it's very mean don't do it (laughs) don't do it (laughs) okay let's shift now let's pivot a little bit um before we because we could not let it go athena we were in the car like talking about it for at least five minutes minutes after it happened i don't blame you i would have been appalled as well like that is just so wild couldn't let it go rude Okay, now we've processed, I think we're ready to move on. (laughs) All right, y'all. So I was telling Athena this before we hopped on the call, but like as a kid, I used to literally be late to school or sometimes have to leave school early because of chronic constipation. And I remember Oh my gosh, I remember this. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible and embarrassing also. I didn't want to tell anyone. I was just I'm sick and I didn't want to tell anybody why. Because as a kid, what do you say? Like I can't poop? Like that's so embarrassing to share. Mm. Um and so I remember going to the doctor's office and they prescribed me I don't know Athena if you know what it's called but 
it was like this clear kind of syrupy liquid and I was supposed to drink it and it was supposed to help something I don't know and then they prescribed me um those like fiber bar things so my mom and I had to go buy those and I had to eat them for lunch every day do you remember me eating that at school I don't know I was trying to be discreet about it because it was <laughs> oh sure yeah. super embarrassing Aww, I didn't notice <laughs> okay good <laughs> it worked um but as an adult I like I struggle with it less but I definitely still get like travels co- travelers constipation I get bloated all the time especially bloated. Mm-hmm. yeah during my period which I know is like normal right but like yeah. it's just very frustrating so I'm excited to have you Athena on the show today to talk about how we can have just like a better relationship really with our gut yes yeah and so yeah. before we we dig into the questions we have for you I'd love if you could just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and just also low-key my mom is a Jenny Craig believer she's been part of Jenny Craig for forever (laughs) I didn't know that yeah she has she updates me constantly oh that's so funny she was like I cheated a little bit today I didn't eat my meal and I'm like mom that's not the point yeah but it's yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah tell us more tell tell our audience more about yourself how'd you get into this well thank you so I have always just been obsessed with anything health um, okay. and specifically nutrition. I mean, I I love food, but I also – quick context. So, like, over 10 years ago, I got in a bad car accident, got a back injury, gained weight, and I was not very active. So I was – I just got really interested in, like, nutrition hmm. and, like, okay, how can I – you know, if I'm not moving a lot, I want to eat healthy and I want to know what I'm eating. And I just became obsessed with it. And I actually, I knew I wanted to be a health coach even before I knew that the title existed. So, um, and then fast forward to 2020, actually during quarantine is when I um, enrolled in my health coaching program that I had been thinking about for years, but finally just made the leap. That was just the best decision. It was such a good experience. It was an online program. And um, so I got my certification there. And then I realized they had a gut health course. So I got my second certification in gut health. Um, I've struggled with it most of my life. Um, I have IBS. So I wanted to know more about myself, but I also realized I wanted my niche you know, for coaching to be gut health specific and help other women and other people figure out what's going on and just have a form of support because it's hard when you don't have any answers and you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, so, you know, not quitting my day job right now. Um, but hoping, you know, one day I can get my coaching business off the ground and, and just help people thrive. Um, I always see like thrive, rather than survive because a lot of people mm. struggling yeah. with gut health it's kind Aww. of day to day you know figuring it out and right. so that makes sense okay I mean so what do you think makes people uncomfortable about either talking about or tackling their gut health yeah so it's so interesting how you were telling me about your experience and the embarrassment because mm-hmm. my I think a big issue with tackling gut health is there's an element of shame and embarrassment with it. So yeah, it's, I think it's really difficult for people to talk about it either with health professionals or even their friends or significant others. I think, um, 
you know, it's just kind of taboo, you know, whether it be constipation, diarrhea, vomiting, yeah. nausea, you know, um, I mean, I've, I've dealt with chronic nausea my whole life and I've told my friends over the years and it's just like, there's just this question mark, like, why is this happening? And, um, I've worked with clients before who, don't want to tell the people in their life. They're just embarrassed and it can make social situations really stressful. And part of my goal with coaching is how can we prioritize your health, tackle your your gut health, but not give up on your life. So I think that's, it's really difficult um, and can be very uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, some people deal with constipation and diarrhea every once in a while and typically there's an explanation there but I think um, when it's chronic and it's constant you know and really affecting your quality of life it needs to be addressed and not ignored and taken seriously Um, so yeah I think it the shame and embarrassment element can um, make it so it's not prioritized and, and uncomfortable for people I don't think I've prioritized it. Like it's definitely been an issue. Yeah. But... And I and I feel like, you know, I always I feel like we always bring it back to what we see in the media, like oh. poop jokes and all this stuff, being the butt of those kinds of jokes, fart jokes, know. you know, anything related to to your digestive system or your gut health is kind of made framed in a way for that shame to be valid, like the shame that you feel yeah. because that's what you see. And what you're saying, you know, needing, if it's something serious and something constant, because yeah, I've experienced these issues, not consistently, but it's Mm -hmm. happened in my life. But even when I couldn't even imagine if it's something that that is a constant in your life. And then on top of that, not being able or feeling comfortable enough to talk about it. I would hope that by conversations like this, normalizing it, it could help make it less awkward to talk about because everybody goes through it everybody poops yeah everybody has issues you know yes exactly (laughs) well I mean like as some okay I I mean I've already said this but as someone who has struggled with chronic constipation and definitely again deals with bloating what are some of the main reasons that that happens in our bodies yeah so there's so many um but the big ones I would say are stress poor diet (laughs) first one check (laughs) and it's that's why it's like so common because I mean you know look at everyone in this society we're all we're all stressed and um yeah I would say stress poor diet lack of sleep and use of antibiotics and I'm not anti-medicine in any way it's Mm -hmm. just more the awareness um you know, when you use antibiotics, it, it kills the good bacteria in your gut. So it, it kind of just wrecks with everything. Mm. Um, and you can, <laughs> yeah, so that's just more to be aware of. And then, um, you know, I, the stress and lack of sleep, it kind of, you know, goes down to basically your digestive system can only work properly when you're not in that fight or flight mode. So if you're constantly there, um, your body has a really hard time regulating that system. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like evaluating my life. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
we've literally stayed up late the past two for fun but i'm usually i'm the grandma between the two of us i try to get as much sleep as i can um and then also i think yeah i'm just not used to staying up very late anymore so the past two days i'm surprised i don't experience um some of these issues like travel for travel purposes too. I don't I don't think I've I think I've experienced maybe like travel constipation a couple of times. But I know that, that it's a thing. But why like does people, that even happen? Why? You're well, just in a you're from if I'm going to I just called myself a shy pooper. I just kept excusing it like I'm just a shy pooper. So, sure. I mean, but that goes along with stress, I feel like. Like you're yeah. in a different environment maybe that it just is stress related uncomfortableness where your body's like no we're not in a safe space is that it <laughs> maybe i think it is honestly i mean think about just who we it, you know humans a million years ago you know it's like oh i'm stressed i'm in a bad situation i'm not gonna poop right now like mm. i need to go vulnerable. there's yeah. danger but yeah. now the danger is not we're not being chased you know it's stress <laughs> at work so yeah. it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah you know it's it's really difficult um, I, and constipation is, is a really, really common one. Mm-hmm. And the overwhelming thing, I wish I had more of a concise answer, but it's yeah. so different for every person. And, you know, there are things you can, you can do naturally. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with stool softeners, but it's just, I think the tricky thing with gut health is there's just so much out there and it's, you kind of got to do your own digging Um, And again, like with stress and sleep, it's and diet, you don't have to be perfect. Like no one's perfect. And I, I'm not perfect as a coach. Not, oh my God, not even close. You know, (laughs) it's like taking, I really believe in taking baby steps and just doing the best you can because like life is hard and we're busy and like, we got to travel and eat good food. You know, it's not about being so strict to make our, you know, our gut a mod, a perfect gut, (laughs) you know, it's just being more aware and then taking small steps to incorporate like lifestyle changes. Okay. And and I like that you brought up these small steps. So I know that, yes, while we're traveling, you want to indulge in the food that is part of wherever you're traveling to when in Rome. Right. But, um, in, in terms of everyday lifestyle and talking about taking those little steps, are there some, maybe some easy foods that you suggest that we, that can support a better gut health? Some of those little things that can start inserting into your daily routine just to help get you in towards that direction. Yes, absolutely. And I will preface this by saying, again, I, I'm a big believer in like not one diet fits all. Like I think you got to figure out what way of eating works for you. But yes, to answer your question, overall, if you're looking to support your gut health, leafy greens are just amazing. Spinach, kale, arugula, bok choy. Whole... I love all of those. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe kale is like on the bottom, but I'll still tolerate it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Whole grains, you know, brown rice, quinoa, those have really good fiber. Um, and foods that are probiotic rich, you know, like yogurt and kimchi. So those are really good to just throw in. Can you clarify for some something for us? What is the difference between probiotic and prebiotic? Is yeah. That, yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. That's yeah. a great question. Um, I honestly didn't know until I did my further education, you know? So, okay. So probiotics are, you know, like you hear about, take a probiotic, take, you know, yeah. it's, 
typically in tablet form. And just a little blurb on that, you know, they're amazing. However, they're not all created equal and you have to do your research in terms of legitimacy of the brand and also (laughs) okay okay okay, i know i feel like i'm being negative i'm sorry i just want to give i want to give you're you're being honest and this is the stuff that we need to know (laughs) i just i like to i like to tell it how it is and one thing that no doctor ever told me i had to figure out on my own when you start a probiotic you're gonna feel terrible for Wait. like a few weeks really yeah Why? like you're like it's so it's wild out everything i feel like it, because basically a probiotic is is bacteria but it's yeah. good bacteria mm-hmm. because when there's an imbalance of good and bad bacteria that's uh-huh. when trouble starts that's when you start having those symptoms and so the probiotic is helping rebalance that good bacteria and so, you know, if you're not used to that, it's going to, it's going to be an adjustment and you might not feel good. You might feel stomach ache, you know, diarrhea, constipation. And, and for the average person there, you know, that has maybe never taken a probiotic, they'll probably take those symptoms and say, Hey, this is making me feel worse maybe. And, but that's yes. good to know that there's an yes. adjustment period. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. So that's just something to be aware of. But it goes away. It's temporary. Mm -hmm. And so you should start feeling better. (laughs) So that's probiotic. But what's the difference between a probiotic and a prebiotic? So a prebiotic um, is – prebiotics are in foods, and they feed the probiotics. So it's (laughs) – Science. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm not like – that educated in the nitty gritty like um you know molecule part of it but (laughs) yeah basically prebiotics are in things like uh, artichokes have them um so it's like like it's foods yeah so it's in foods and they feed the probiotics so as ideally we should all be getting both and you can like i for example i take um um, a tablet that is both, which is called a symbiotic. It has a pre and a probiotic in one. So you don't have to worry about getting in all those foods and the prebiotics and the probiotics foods, because it can be a lot of foods to eat. And you're just yeah. like, what the heck? Like the list can be overwhelming. So, um, that's, cool. it, I hope that helps. I hope that answers. No, that makes question. sense okay. because in my head, I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll, you know, in putting a probiotic into my diet yeah but it needs nutrition in order to work properly is how i'm understanding it with yeah a prebiotic so i need to chomp on an artichoke <laughs> or take a, Eat the whole thing yeah and then feed it the right stuff <laughs> wait but do you have any i mean i know i'm putting you on the spot here so we don't have to include this if you don't want but do you have any recommendations of which like probiotics to take or one that's worked for you? How do I know yeah. it's good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I take one called Seed. Um, and actually, my my health coach school, like, endorsed it. So I okay. felt comfortable trying it because okay. Okay. Um, the school that I went to is called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. They, like, do their research really well. Really, uh, like, expert, like, a lot of doctors um, on there. And so, yeah, S-E-E-D, seed. 
I really like it. Um, so that's the symbiotic. It's a pre and probiotic. Mm, um, I need that. And yeah, probably. <laughs> it's honestly so good. Like, I I'm seeing influencers sponsored oh. by it. Like lately, I, yeah. I've been. I didn't. I mean, good for them. You know, they're popular. <laughs> but like, I I've been I've been taking it a while, and so I only recently started seeing it. You know, like YouTubers like mm-hmm. talking oh, about you were it. Before, and I'm like, oh. you were before it became a trend. <laughs> I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a pre-influencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, it's really good. It's really good, and okay. um, I honestly feel better when I'm consistent with it. And, um, also they, their, their capsule, uh, is made so it can survive your stomach acid because not all probiotics will, interestingly (laughs) enough. I know it's like a little, again, like it can be so overwhelming and, um, (laughs) (laughs) so anyway, I, that's what I take and I like it a lot. Um, and you know, once you kind of get into that habit and after a few weeks, hopefully you're feeling better and then everything will be good. Your bacteria will be balanced and wait. So do you take it like every day until a certain point or do you have to keep taking it all the time? That's a great question. I think so for me, I, I do take it every day. Um, and I don't have really a end date in mind because, I still kind of struggle and I notice that it helps me feel better when I'm consistent. But I think supplement like, yeah, you you take your daily vitamins, but included in that is like probiotic. Uh Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because I used to when I was I was I I don't know what happened. I fell off the train of my daily like I I barely can keep up with my daily vitamins, but I used to do a probiotic as well. But it's good to know some of them probably didn't probably didn't survive my stomach acid and I'm not getting the maximum number of probiotics that it says it's gonna give me <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy and again like it's not to say oh you're at a store and you say you're probiotic probiotic and it's not good you know yeah. like you just kind of being aware of oh is it third-party tested or like is this what are you know the specifications of this brand yeah. it's just being more aware and just doing your research okay. and I think for some people it doesn't have to be forever if they are fairly healthy and they don't have a lot of symptoms and they're like oh I'm gonna try it mm-hmm. see how I feel and then if they feel better they stop you know it's yeah okay wait I do have a question based on what you're saying right now then how do I know that my like what are some signs that I have a healthy gut great question I would say occasional upset but for the like not chronic symptoms so you like chronic constipation can be a sign that there's something going on and whether that be IBS which is a tricky one because if you've ever been diagnosed by a doctor for IBS or irritable bowel syndrome Mm -hmm. it's kind of an umbrella term so Mm. it doesn't give you much of an action plan because it can be so other things going on in there so I would say for a healthy gut um the lack of like chronic symptoms whether that be constipation diarrhea you know vomiting um nausea and um you know another thought just popped in my head like food triggers as well so if a lot of people 
might just be sensitive to gluten, sensitive to dairy, you know, or corn and have no idea. I've and never so, done a food elimination diet. Have you? I don't actually know if I have any food triggers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But yeah. I feel like that's one way that you can, can test that. Yeah. But yeah. Am I going to do it? I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, an elimination diet is a really good way to see what's going on. And it can be hard. And I... I've done it before. It wasn't easy because I love bread. I mean, Ugh, bread. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <Favorite>. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say a healthy gut, you don't really have many issues going on. If you find like, sometimes I tell people to keep a little log, whether that be write it down or in your phone, just see how you feel after meals. If you feel like, super foggy headed, tired, stomach pain, like anything, like just not normal. And that's consistent. Like there's might be something else going on. Um, and again, like the, there's a healthy gut doesn't mean complete lack of symptoms. Like everyone can, you know, get a stomach ache for one reason or another Uh you know people get food poisoning and that happens you know (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah should I I be sorry go ahead should I be pooping every day she's like yes so (laughs) I mean again it's so interesting with with um oh my gosh I have a stool chart Um, (laughs) say more now yeah it's so it's so it's actually really great because um Okay, well, here's the thing about every day. I more look at it as if you have not gone more than three days, you kind of got to check in from there. So it doesn't have to be every day because it's more concerning longer than three days. It's kind of the benchmark, you know. Okay. So, and everyone's bowel movements are different. Um, and it's not only the frequency you want to look out for, it's, like, what it looks like, too. Because I was going to ask about yeah. that. Well, because some mm-hmm. people have a routine. Like, I was talking to somebody. Oh, sure. And he was like, yeah, like, I have a routine. Like, every morning yeah. I go to the bathroom Me and too. I usually poop. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's my routine as well. What? Yeah, can like, you, an hour you... after I wake up or two hours, it's usually, like, that. Do, can you, like train your body to do that is that a thing or is that just something that happens for some people and not for others because i can say with confidence i've never had a pooping routine okay okay i don't actually know if you can necessarily train your body <laughs> i think <laughs> I just sit there, come on <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think well i mean what makes me wonder about some people's routine is like are they, you know, drinking coffee first thing in the morning? Because that'll mm. get things going, you no, know, pretty yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink coffee and I still don't poop, so I don't know, y'all. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think, again, it's like everyone's different. It's okay. so – I wish I had more general, like, answers. But yeah. um, I think – I mean, as a rule of thumb, right, like, you kind of got to think about, okay, if I'm – not going to the bathroom for several days and then it happens and it's really dark or it's like really really runny it's like okay something's going on like this is not typically how it should be and it and not cause for alarm like I need to rush to urgent care but it's just I think 
people <laughs> like again like no one wants to talk about poop but like it's really important <laughs> people are probably you know? like yeah people are probably you know constipated and then and then they do yeah have a you know bowel movement mm-hmm. and then they're like well that was crazy and then they move on with the rest of their literally life literally me <laughs> Honestly, this like I I'm a lot less embarrassed about talking about it. Like I'll talk about it clearly, um, openly now. But it got to the point where I was just like, if I feel the urge to poop, I need to go now because I don't know when it's gonna happen again. And if I don't listen to this urge now, it might not happen again until tomorrow or something. Okay, I don't know why. Got it. (laughs) And I think again going back to recommendations mm-hmm. um you know a lot of people will say fiber 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 right yes i've when heard that forever const- okay so again like another thing that no one talks about is when you add a lot of fiber too quickly mm-hmm. you're gonna feel worse again oh. because your gut is it, it like needs to be a slow progression okay a little bit of fiber and you okay. have to drink more water would you recommend you those like you know how they have like those fiber one bars you know, yeah, would yeah. you recommend that as a thing to get people started? On I think so. Okay. I okay. think so because it's accessible, right? Like, you, yes. I'm, I'm all about like feasible recommendations. Like for my clients, I do one to three recommendations per week. Okay. And sometimes honestly, one is better because the thing about, again, going back to being overwhelmed, I was so lost for so many years. Like what is going on with me? Why do I feel like this? There's too much information. And I, especially seeing so many different doctors, they would give me acid reflux medicine. I've never had acid reflux. That was not ever a symptom for me. And that's the only thing I was prescribed for years. So, you know, you kind of got to be your own health advocate, but you also have Mm. to take really baby baby steps because that's what's going to help figure out what's going on and incorporate it into your life you know like everyone's busy again your health can really go on the back burner so um yeah a fiber one bars um costco sells a fiber powder you can throw in a smoothie throw in your water that's really nice and easy um we love costco oh (laughs) my god love costco Okay, because we just, we always try to also find easy things that our listeners can do to make improvements. Yeah, and I think a lot of what you're saying too, again, we are talking about the probiotics and how, you know, it's going to take an adjustment period. I think a lot of it is these aren't short-term solutions that you're trying to find, right? Even though you want relief now for mm-hmm. whatever you're experiencing, especially yeah. if you're constipated yep. or having diarrhea or whatever the spectrum mm-hmm. is. <laughs> but we we need to remind ourselves just like everything else in our life, it's like building a habit. And you can't just expect if I just bite on, chomp on an artichoke or whatever. That's um, what I expected. <laughs> that it's going to solve all your problems maybe. It's yeah. like it's going to be a shock to your body at first maybe when you make these changes and you just got to – I guess I didn't, that I didn't is realize what I'm that. To I, yeah, I didn't think that you would feel worse before you feel better. And again, you—it's not everyone. I mean, you could feel fine starting a probiotic, but I've noticed I've felt worse, and other people I've spoken to have. So it's something to just—the more you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, and like be prepared for it. And I like to approach 
gut health a holistic way because I want it to be long-term. Yeah. Like, this is for life. I don't want to just put a Band-Aid on your symptoms yeah. and have you feel temporarily okay and then it comes right back. And with that being said, symptom management is important because people need to function and go to work yeah. and, like, have a social life and do all their responsibilities and mm-hmm. they can't just be in debilitating pain. You know, like, for example, I have nausea medicine I don't take it very often I take it as needed because it the side effects are constipation and headaches Mm. however for me it's almost worth it because the nausea can be debilitating so that for me is like okay this is my just in case kind of last resort I you know this I have this in my purse Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna take it if I need it and my doctor will prescribe it and there's nothing wrong with that but I, I want to hopefully find ways through food and lifestyle that I can feel better long term. In one of your posts, you talk about how 90% of serotonin is produced in the gut, which I did not know at all. It's wild. So, right? yeah. yeah. It's wild. Uh, what? <laughs> so can you It's like us- shocking. <laughs> <laughs> can you just tell us more about how we can boost what we do for our gut? I know we've given some tips, but like... How can we max out? That we all want that serotonin. Right. <laughs> and maximizing that serotonin. Yeah, so what can we do? What can we and our listeners do to make sure we're getting that serotonin ready and going? I hear ya. So I know that fact blew my mind uh, when I learned it. <laughs> so basically, well, I'll just say this. So bacteria in the gut, it helps create, synthesize, and modulate a lot of um, chemicals uh, and neurotransmitters used in the brain, such as dopamine. So, and the gut is often referred to as the second brain. So one main thing for people is just to realize how big of a connection your brain and your gut have just alone, just being aware of that. It's really- wasn't aware. Yeah. A lot of people are not. Step one, done. (laughs) (laughs) Step one. Exactly. It's like just knowing that is huge. Yeah. So um, I honestly, the big thing that you can do, well, there's two things that that I would recommend. Reducing and managing stress, which is easier said than done, and it's not going to happen overnight, Mm -hmm. but it's like a big one. It's really important. So, you know, when you're, again, going back to when you're in that chronic stage of stress, your, the, the connection between your gut and your brain can get disrupted and really affect your emotional well-being. And so number one, getting an action plan for reducing and managing stress, which it's a journey, but again, it's important. And then number two um, is nourishing that connection with whole foods. So basically eating less processed foods. Um, Okay. So those two things will really help strengthen that connection and improve your emotional well-being. Okay. I like the word of like strengthening the connect, realizing the connection. Yeah, which I didn't. Which can <laughs> impact your decision making. Yeah, you know, day to day. Yeah. Again, we're talking about this as like a holistic lifestyle mm-hmm. shift, right? No, if I knew, I'd care more. I mean, I care more now because I know. <laughs> no, that's exactly. That's exactly what which it is. I say I didn't care before, but now I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> I mean, it's really strange how. 
and it's not just us like so many people are just not aware of this connection and also gut health in general right it's such a big deal and it's kind of not really talked about enough so in my opinion you know so ignorance is not bliss (laughs) no Well, you, so you mentioned Whole Foods, you know, eating in a way that will help us to, to nourish that connection. I don't know if you can give us a general idea of, you know, what, what would be, if I sat down to a meal, what would be a, a decently friendly, gut-friendly meal to have? Great question. I would say, like, and if, you, if you're if you not vegetarian, I would do, like, some chicken. If, okay. if you're vegetarian, um, some good proteins. Uh, let's see. Tofu. Um what tempeh um you know i mean uh eggs and kind of you want a combination you want some protein and you want complex carbohydrates again those grains right like quinoa brown rice millet those are gonna have really good fiber and then you want veggies because the the thing about veggies i don't know if you guys have heard about like add color into your diet have have you ever heard that before okay so Mm -hmm. um that is because the more diverse of the veggies the better for your gut because there's gonna be like just think of that diversity is good because a lot of different veggies and fruits have nutrients that are gonna feed that good bacteria so, you the know, prebiotics. Yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so like, you know, not, you don't, have, again, I'm going to mention leafy greens and mm-hmm. I don't eat leafy greens every meal. You know, again, it's just like, it's going to help no matter what. So like, if you don't have greens, um, I mean, bell peppers, you know, like sweet potato, sweet potato is a really good one. Um, and then, potato. you know, to round it out, some healthy fats, because mm. those are also really good for your gut. Um, and good, uh, you need fat for nutrient absorption. And if you have malabsorption, that can affect your gut. So oh. healthy fats, you know, avocado, olive oil, nuts, salmon, that kind of stuff. So just kind of, again... I, I don't eat like that every day. I get it's it being realistic about it. But if you're mm. looking for like a balanced gut healthy meal, I would say stick to those components. Mm-hmm. And another big one big thing I would say if you're really, really struggling, eat less greasy fried foods that can be take a big toll on your gut health. Um, and I know it's delicious and it's hard, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's, that's another thing that I, I just like to shout out. So that makes sense. We hear, we hear that all the time. Yeah. 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 I actually recently learned about, or like shifting the mindset from like the, what you were describing, the whole foods are are like always foods versus like greasy foods and all those like really indulgent types of foods we typically label as indulgent is like the sometimes Sometimes. foods Mm -hmm. and we're not saying that you can't have it that's a nice way of thinking but you know it's a sometimes food and then maybe add some color to your meal so like yes it makes me feel less guilty yeah no oh my god yeah Yeah. i know i mean there the guilt with food is real and it's unfortunate and you know i feel guilty like every time i eat honestly it's annoying 
I don't. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's a whole other. We like, we'll bring Athena back and we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, cool. Specifically, no, I you know? mean I've dealt with it. You know, just with weight struggles. You know, yeah. and like, um, it's it's a really hard one. It's really really hard, and I think a good first step is like not labeling good or bad. Right. Because mm-hmm. then it comes to, Oh, I'm being bad. I'm bad. And that's can yeah, go down yes. a dangerous path. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I think tackling it as well as what you can add in. Right. And getting excited about the plethora of really beneficial foods maybe will make it less daunting of, Oh, I can't have this, 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 and this, and this, how, how terrible, you know? So, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sometimes foods and always foods. Wow. It, it changed my perspective. Yeah. yeah. This whole conversation has changed my perspective <laughs> on how to eat and just knowing that there's such a big connection. Like the second brain? How? What? No yeah. one told me that. Isn't that wild? I know. That is. Yeah. <sighs> I'm taking a moment. Processing. I have a lot, I have a lot to digest right now. Mm, no pun intended. <laughs> Okay, I think we've, that's like, I mean, we added a whole lot of questions, you know, we just had so many follow-up, yeah. I just, there's so I much to learn. Yeah. I um, could talk all day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have you back. Oh. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for, for talking to us today. Where can our listeners find you, follow you, how do they get in touch with you, and is there any, like, last tidbits of info you want to share with them? Thank you. Okay, well, I'll start with the last tidbit. I just want if to tell everyone, if you're struggling and you're looking to improve your health and be you know start your health journey step one is give yourself permission because I think a lot of people don't prioritize it and life gets in the way and everyone's can you know especially you know our generation we just can get overwhelmed and we're taking care of a lot of people and um, so I would say a mindset shift is number one, give yourself permission to take care of yourself um, because it's really important and you can't take care of anyone else if you're not okay. Um, And then, yeah. And then um, in terms of where to find me, uh, I do have a website. It's athenahealthcoaching.com. And my Instagram is athenahealthcoaching. um, And my first session is free. So if you want to check out my website um and sign up there um for sessions free so (laughs) great oh my gosh so much good information now you know where to find her so thank you again athena for being with us and thank you all for listening today be sure to follow our podcast and on instagram follow us at i'm uncomfortable.podcast we'll be sharing when this episode airs we'll share all of your information tag athena mm-hmm. in our post so you can go and follow her we release new episodes every tuesday so we will see you then take care of your day